This is the first time I have ever recorded a podcast on the back pocket, 316 in without Declan. He's done a couple without me. It's the first time I've done it without him. And I get to do it with my dad, Pops, Johnny I. How are you? Andy, I'm, uh, I'm honored. That's a great comment. And uh, I'm really excited. I am doing great. Thank you for having me today. Really excited to be here. Yeah. And we were just talking off air. This is the fourth time you've been on the podcast officially. I think we've called you in a few times outside of it. But the very first one, I think episode 10-ish, I, you came on with my mom and we just hashed out your story with Carol. And it was the coolest thing to set the stone for the Back Pocket Corporation. And so early on when you guys were just getting started. Yes. And I think we were, it was like the living room um, of our college house. And then we, yeah, we had you on to kick off season two in 2018. That was still in our college house. And then again, at some point in 2019, when Back Pocket was really hitting its stride. And I think during that conversation, it was kind of like an eye-opening experience for all three of us to just kind of hash out like how we've grown and documenting our young adult life throughout this, uh, the first three years of Back Pocket. And to have that going forward is going to be really unique and to can continue to do it. I think that was like the main conversation point. Yeah. And I, I really feel at that point, you guys were in it to win it. You guys were fully committed to go on, you know, where are you going to continue this with your nine to five jobs? And at that point, I know you were really... You were, you were full on, so it was exciting to be there at that point to kind of see that stage and your guys' growth and the seed growing. Yes. The, the plant just coming to life. The seeds we sow are the plants that grow. I think we also said that on the podcast. Uh, that's too funny. And I, and I needed to hear it one more time. Yes. But you're here today, um, a few days before July 4th, um, to start a new venture. And I would love to give some context here. So for all the new people jumping in who don't know, this is my dad, um, who has been a cornerstone of Back Pocket. In 2020, he really took a leap into Back Pocket Corp and set this foundation for who he is outside of being Andrew's dad. Now he's known inside the Back Pocket Corp as Pops because he would walk around uh, once a week and he'd send a video to us on a Monday and he'd take a first person video of him going on a long walk and he'd have some type of perspective each week, depending on the season, depending on the holiday, depending on whatever was going through his head at that current time. He sent us 52 straight weeks, one video that we posted on our Instagram page and across a couple other social platforms. And those were a huge hit. Um, just from the idea of you leaving one tidbit for our listeners, our community each week, the feedback of it was awesome. So I don't know if I've said this on air, but thank you. That was just a really cool moment for to, to always have that 52 straight weeks of you sending a video and really immersing yourselves inside this back pocket community we've built. Yeah, I appreciate that. It, it was kind of neat to be a part of, you know, what you guys were doing. And I look at it now as that little exercise, those 52 videos was a perfect stepping stone into where I want to go now and where what we're, what we're going to be talking about today in terms of documenting and, um, and, and committing to um, spreading positivity. And, uh, I, I, and, and very proud that they were all one take. Every single Johnny one, one of those 52 videos were one take, sent it to Andrew and Declan and crossed my fingers that it was something that, uh, that they were going to appreciate and that it was going to make sense to their audience. Yes. And uh, those really resonated. And let's fast forward down the 2020 journey. And we, I would love to start in October um, and you can maybe backtrack it as much as you'd like. But I think that was like a, an ending on a chapter and the start of the next stage that I kind of, I would love for you to uh, circle. Yeah. So t I would say October 15th ish, 2010. Right I, around your birthday. Yeah. But 2010. Oh, 2010. Got it. 10 years pr previously, I had said to myself, it's time for me to start looking at that next phase in my life, in my next phase in my career. And I had a 10 year plan to retirement. And um, I retired in October, on October 8th of 2020, which was basically exactly 10 years later. I, re I retired one week uh, before my 55th birthday. And as I went through that experience, so I'm 
going from a career in restaurants, hotels, hospitality, where you spend 60 to 80 hours a week fully committed to um, the process and fully committed to bringing um, restaurants to life or committing to uh, helping a, a career grow, uh, helping a business scale. With all the different iconic brands I worked with, um, I knew that if I put myself in the right position, I could retire from that industry and I could move on to something more along the lines of the purpose of where I, why I believe I was put on this earth. And uh, so you can't do that unless you retire and you, and, and you can commit to something new. And I was really excited that uh, I was able to take that step. And as I went through that, Andrew, in October, I think I shared with you and I think your brother Patrick, uh, I was going to do an exercise sometime in late October that would help me tie together what I have learned over my career, what I've mastered and what I was really good at, those few skills that I thought I was very proficient in. Uh, I wanted to connect those with things that I love to do. So I narrowed down that list and said, what are the things that I really love to do? If I'm going to do something going forward in my life, it needs to be something I love to do. Connect that with something I'm really good at. And I wanted to connect both of those things to something that had purpose. So I defined purpose for myself. As I went through that exercise late October and early November, I did it while I was walking. Um, COVID, early 2020, if we take a step back, just got me out walking a lot. I couldn't swim anymore because the pools were closed. Um, I can't run because my knees are bad and I needed exercise. I needed to bring uh, energy into my, into my lungs, into my heart, into my soul. And I did it through walking, step for step. And as I walked, I realized how powerful it was not just for my body, but it was great for my soul. It was great for my mind. And um, I was able to do a lot of good thinking. So that exercise became very clear. What I love to do with what I'm good at, with what has purpose. Purpose for me, Andrew, is doing something that will help impact a positive societal change, something that will help connect the generations. I believe our generations are often disconnected and we don't take advantage of um, those generations before or the generations after. Um, and so I'm sort of right in the middle, 55 years old, there's a strong generation um, that has gone through it ahead of me. And there's a couple of really strong generations that are going through it now right behind me. And I wanted to connect those. Yeah, and I would love to say, um, when you're going through the restaurant industry, you know, I, I was, uh, I'm, I saw it my whole um, childhood and then into my young adult life in you, college. You, you grew up with it. I grew up with you being in the restaurant industry. You had your own restaurant at one point and we grew up inside that. Um, and I, and like towards graduation of college, I, you know, I was nervous about that next step. What do I do? I have no idea. I don't really have a career aspiration. The only thing that I really was riding was this back pocket thing. And, uh, you know, we were sitting at dinner one time and I think I asked dad, why do you do what you do? How are you able to, uh, continuously do it being in the restaurant industry? It's a grind every single day. And I believe your answer was something along the lines of, you know, I, I internally know that I am offering my hand in service and, I have the ability to create a culture inside this community currently at the time at Cooper's Hawk where I can have a family come into my restaurant and I have, can have them have an incredible experience, one that they'll remember, one that they'll share with family, with friends and walk away and be, and all that they will walk away from was like, oh, that was a good dinner. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. But in doing so, I'm offering my hand in service. And that, that idea, that mindset is what I've carried from my next steps into my life because and I think you're already circling that with what you're trying to do but offering your hand in service is embedded inside um you know the Patrick Matthew and I if you will yeah I, it's servant leadership you know and I kind of had a motto for myself as I was uh, going through my career I was well dressed I was well groomed I was well educated and I extended my hand in service every single day and I felt like that was very noble. That was a good why for me. Uh, and then as I evolved, the why became, I do think the dining experience does change people's lives. It make them feel better if you do it well, if you do it right, and you connect with the true hospitality of your heart, people will feel better both on the service side and the, 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 the guest side. Um, and uh, you know, maybe they go out and they're contagious and, and, and they are nice or kind to somebody else because of that experience. So little effects that trickle out were very important to me. I knew I couldn't change the world in a day and the restaurant industry was not going to give me that, 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 uh, that opportunity. So I took the opportunities to just extend my hand, connect with people genuinely, look them in the eyes, a big smile, making sure they felt welcome. They felt important and they realized how important they were to our business. 
that often gets forgotten. A lot of people take a guest for granted, uh, just like a guest maybe takes a restaurant for granted. And that relationship is never, you know, that's not what's going to change people's lives. So I tried to change that and bring that to life. Exactly. And then you looked at me when you said, Andrew, I am going to retire from the restaurant industry, but I need you to know that I'm not retiring. I'm ending this chapter in my um, restaurant executive career. I'm now channeling what I've learned here, and I'm going to take it to my, this next chapter. But you have to know this doesn't. The, the phrase "retiring" is not what I'm doing. It's it's what I am. It is the just the term you see behind this next step. Yeah, retiring from the restaurant business. Correct. And uh, but I like I said, I I worked 60 to 80 hours a week. I still had all that energy when I retired. I still had that work ethic, and I and I want to do something with that. I want to use it productively. I'm 55 years old. I think I have 10 really really strong healthy years in front of me to make a difference. And if I just did that continuously through the restaurant industry, it would have sort of been just checking the same boxes I'd been checking for the, the previous 35 years, the previous three decades. So I wanted to move on to something with more purpose. And that definition for me, societal change and this cross inter, inter, intergenerational connect, uh, connection, uh, along with what I do well and along with what I love to do, brought me to what we're talking about today, which um, from a philanthropic standpoint, bringing a charity to life uh, our charity is going to be called Four Our Shared Humanity. FOSH. F-O-S-H is the acronym. And um, we are going to do that through, initially, this walk, uh, a walk that I'm sort of uh, bringing to life. It's a walk to the middle to find common ground. And it is a walk that is going to take us through the very center of our country, down the middle of our country, from the very northern tip, about five miles inside the border, a little town called West Hope, uh, North Dakota. And we're going to walk, I'm going to walk straight down with my team, uh, the, the book spine of our, of our country. And we're going to go through Lebanon, Kansas, which is the you know, geographic center of the lower 48. And we're going to end up in a small town called Hope, Texas, which is about 50 miles north of the Gulf of Mexico. It's about 30 miles from Victoria, Texas, which is right down in the Gulf. So we're basically walking the entire width of the country straight down the middle. Um, and we're walking that to find common ground. Walk to the middle to find common ground. And this walk is the initial launch of For Our Shared Humanity. The walk is bringing as much awareness as possible to launch this charity. And exactly. That's I wanna, really I'll, awesome. Yeah, I want to yeah. bring visibility to it. I, I didn't feel like I could bring visibility to it with just a voice that's not shaped. Um, so this walk is going to help us. We're going to connect with um, almost 100 towns. We have 75 towns that we have researched uh, in depth and um, we are going to be committed to connecting with, and there's another 30 towns that are very small, they're on the path, I'll be walking through them. So about 100 towns from the northern point to the southern point, and we're gonna connect with um, as many people as we can along the way through many different aspects, and our, our, kind of our thought is, what do we have in common? Let's not focus about on what we have different, which is very easy. I'm walking down an area that I've never been to before, I've never met these people, they're strangers to me, I'm strangers to them, so we've got a lot that we could focus on that's different, but I'm going to encourage focusing on commonalities. What do we have in common? I believe there's so much power and strength in that. And I think there's a lot of divide right now in our country, um, and, and it continues to grow. And there's a lot of people on the edges, a lot of people out on the, you know, sort of the peripheral that, that are extremes. And I'm saying walk to the middle and have a conversation. Focus on what you have in common have a conversation about that and see if there's more positive productivity that can come out of that type of conversation. I'm going to represent that with the walk. We're going to launch that with uh, bringing for our shared humanity to life. And um, we believe that there is a, uh, a whole library of content that we can drive through this first event, first of many walking events. And I'll talk a little bit about why it's walking, because we could ride a bike, we could run, we could drive. Um, many people have done it in planes and things like that, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about why we're walking. Uh, but I think there's so much content that we can bring to life. So we're going to build a library of content. We're going to document the whole process. I have a great team with, that's coming along with me to help me get from A to B. And there's a number of people that are going to be working remotely to help support this, this concept and this process. And we're going to then take that content and we're going to go to uh, the next generation, the high schools and the grade schools, even colleges, and we're going to share that voice that we shaped through this walk. And the only way to shape a voice is for us to look and listen and learn 
kind of shut my trap. You know, Andy, you think I can do that? That's going to be very hard. It's, it's going to be difficult. Know, bite the lip, yep. kind of just shut it down and listen as I observe and I connect and I learn and the message will come to life. I'm not going in with preconceived ideas and, and, and thinking that this is the way that it's going to happen or this is the way that I want it to happen. It is a blank slate with a strong team to bring a message to life through the eyes, the voice, the hearts, the minds of those people we connect with right down the middle of our country. The hair on my arms is standing up. Uh, I mean, when you, again, I'm going to backtrack, you know how much I love timelines and the creation story. But when you came to Patrick Matthew and um, right after talking to mom that you were going to launch this, um, this was going to be after sitting with it for maybe two months after um, quote unquote retiring um, in October and then coming to us in around Thanksgiving, but then really in January and saying, this is what's this is my this is my vision. Uh, I'm going to take the next couple of weeks to shape it, but this is what I think my next chapter is going to be. I mean, it was it was incredible. I, I I was just so proud of like that what you were challenging yourself to do, and I think that at the core of it, you also mentioned a few times like Andrew, you have to know like even if this doesn't turn into anything massive, like I I really want it to. What I'm after because I'm going to set my goals as high as I can to Mars as what I would say as I'm wearing my Mars hat. But if it is just simply walking down the center of the country and meeting these people and I'm and I'm able to grow with this team and it doesn't turn into what I intended to, that's okay. I, I am okay with failing in this because this is going to really open my eyes to something. And I have, like you, like you said, I have 10 more years of pushing myself to the way that I want to so I'm going to start these 10 years with this. And uh, that like that perspective of it just like released a ton of like anxiety I had for you in doing so. Because I was like, oh shit, like he's got, he's trying to, you know, start this charity, go on this long walk. And hopefully this launches um, X, Y, and Z other things that are going to come of it. And I was like getting nervous for you. I was like, oh my God, he's going to be way over his head. This is insane. And he's got six months to prep for this. But then when you said that, I was like, I am just, I'm going to take this day by day. I'm going to literally take it at a walking pace. And that mindset, that mantra, that is why, and you are going to get into this, um, it is important to walk from West Hope to Hope, Texas, from West Hope, North Dakota to Hope, Texas, because that's your mindset overall. It's not just figuratively, or it's not just literally, it's figuratively walking mindset. That's right. Great, great segue to that, that point I was making earlier. And when you slow something down to the pace of walking, which is the absolute slowest form of transportation, and it's the oldest form of transportation, one step at a time, um, there is so much that you bring in to your soul, to your body, through your eyes, um, through your senses, that you cannot get in any other mode of transportation. And it is the slowest, so it takes time. And when I retired, I was given this brilliant gift of time. I spent 60 to 80 hours a week working a job, a career. You retire, you still have that exact same amount of time every week. What are you going to do with it? I started walking. I started filling that time, six to seven hours a day walking. I would leave in the morning and come back at night just like I was working. But I was walking and I was thinking and I was formulating and I was growing and I was recovering and I was healing. And I was without question getting clarity on where I could make a difference in life. We talked about Ubuntu a long time ago, I think, when I was talking about e pluribus unum, uh, out of many, one, and then Ubuntu, which is I am because we are. Um, it's this concept, it's an African philosophy that everything you do trickles out, every little action trickles out. And it can either make a positive effect or a negative effect on those things around you that are going to continue to trickle out and continue and continue. And every action you have affects so many things in life, the whole circle of life. Walking and being able to just slow things down and really connect with that footstep, with your body, with your mind, and with the surroundings that are around you. And then that's what is going to become part of my business, kind of, kind of part of this philanthropic uh, adventure is the uh, idea of doing things at the pace of walking. When you slow down, which right now in our society, Andrew, and I know your life, 
and the life of all those people around you, it's so packed with so many things to do and it's exciting and there's so much energy around it, but it can wear and tear. And after a long career, I said, I need to slow that down in order to be more effective. If I'm really going to take a turn in my, uh, my ability to impact and to influence, it's going to have to be at a slower pace and be more rich with density. And that's what walking does. And I think that's what this project is going to do. And there is no failure because at the end of the day, the process is so enriching that you can't fail. It might not turn out exactly what the way I thought, but that's why I'm really trying to get rid of all these preconceived ideas, trying to go in with a super open mind and a super open heart to all the possibilities and let it come to life. Because when you have a connection with somebody and you have a positive conversation about what you have in common, I think that is a trickle effect, the Ubuntu effect that will trickle out to make things that much more positive. And if I can just ignite that and start that on my own through this action and all the actions that will occur while I'm walking 1,700 miles over 120 days, connecting with people at that pace. So you can't just walk and then do everything real fast. It's going to be the pace of walking in everything that we do, including how we're going to roll this out including how we're going to connect with the public on our message, including how the team is going to operate, including how we're going to bring some of the content to life. It's going to be slowed down at the right pace um, so that we can really appreciate it and respect a voice, a pen, words, and messages that I know are going to affect people. And I want it to be positive and I, and I don't necessarily need to see the results right now. I believe the results of what we're going to do over these next 120 days and then however it connects after that, we're going to see 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now. And I know it will be positive. I'll, I'll trust it. I might not be around for it, but I know if you do it right and you do it at a pace that is appropriate for respecting what you're trying to achieve, there will be a positive impact that will take its course over time to make this world a better place. And that's what I'm going to anchor into. And that's where I'm gonna spend my time. The rest of my career, the rest of what I am doing, my life's work is going to be focused on that picture. Dad, it's, it's, it's so inspirational. And I, um, I hear it so much from like my close friends um, after the 52 weeks of you posting, like those, they just got a glimpse of it. And you know, the back pocket community, a glimpse of where your head's at and the idea of um, giving constantly giving um give value get value and uh you know slowly trickling this out when it was appropriate to start telling some of my friends like hey this is what my dad's going to be doing i won't be around for the fourth i'm going to be up in west hope north dakota um and thank you for being there with us of course um you know not not a single person was necessarily surprised that this was your choice they were more so just energized um because uh, the, the way that you've impacted um, the one-to-one -one throughout, you know, my life has, all, has challenged me to replicate that in some way, shape, or form. From leaving that impact and knowing that your one impact can change that person's next 10 minutes, next hour, next day. Um, and you have a choice on what that impact is. And you have a choice on what that impact, yeah, absolutely. And the, and the actions that are going to follow that and, and how that person's going to feel. Right. And... Uh, seeing that and now your 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 choice to continue to do that on a scale of what you're trying to do um is awesome and i know i've said it a million times but i'm just i'm very excited i'm proud to be on the team to help in this journey we have um, more family as well along this journey and i'm gonna have miles grab that microphone right there yeah we'll talk a little bit about the team yeah uh, that's joining me i would love to hash out the team because that's a huge piece my dad is going to be driving or my dad's going to be like he said walking 1700 miles for 120 days and that is not a solo journey so starting after starting in january after you know the the concept was starting to shape he knew he needed to find some people to go along this journey with people to shoot um uh, video and capture the audio of the impact and as well as you know someone to oversee the whole thing so it's not you managing the day-to-day -day, but more so just able to move throughout it and have things in, in order um, and you went straight to family which is the coolest part so we have miles and sarah my cousin my dad's brother's son um, uncle mike out in california 
and uh, Miles is going to be the content liaison as well as um, just a great spirit. And you're, I'm so happy that you're the person uh, joining my dad to bring down some levels of, uh, of uh, the exact idea of walking. Like you have just a calmer mindset, way calmer than I am. I'm just blurting out words right now. Um, but Miles, welcome to the back pocket. And I'd love for you to give some context a little bit to uh, how you got into this. Um, and maybe some even further context of like your journey through music and um, going through Chico and capturing kind of the arts um, side of your your work. And how each of those steps along the way, you didn't even know it at the time, has brought you to today. It'd be great, great, to, great to share that story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, a few months ago, John, you reached out to me and you told me about this journey. And, uh, you know, I thought about it for a few days. Um, and after a few days of thinking about it and sleeping on it, then it was a no-brainer. Um, you know, I make music, I produce music under the alias in Zara, and that's sort of the family name. Um, and when I thought about it, it's like, here I've been producing music for a few years with the family name, and now I have an opportunity to use my skills to help the family, you know? And so I think that's where, that's where it became a no-brainer. Um, you know, to me, this is, I, I kind of like to, stay behind the scenes, hide behind the microphone or hide, hide behind the, hide behind the camera, you know, hide behind production and, uh, let other people sometimes take the spotlight, I guess. Um, and to me, this is, this is a hero's journey and I'm, I'm sort of just along to help John, the hero accomplish the journey, you know? Um, I appreciate you saying that. And all I'll say is that the hero in you is what, is making you think about that and you're you're giving it to me and i appreciate that but the real heroes are those that are behind the camera the ones that are behind the scenes and the ones that are bringing things to life but never necessarily get that exposure or that connection and uh i i love the fact that you love that your personality loves that and you're appreciative of that that's a, that's a servant leadership right you're there to support and help uh, but your hero inside you is the real hero and um and the rest of the team's hero yes and, uh, and, and just your kind of aura of like me getting to know you. I mean, we haven't had a ton of experiences because you've been out in California growing up, but you know, we have very similar perspectives. We go at it a different way. Um, but shaping a voice has always been like your, your mainstay, your core crux, shaping a voice through lo-fi beats, through who you are. Um, and I, I know the dad already mentioned that, but like, you're also the hero in this. That's the coolest part. Everyone's going on their hero's journey and this is going to launch something that you didn't intend as well. And for my dad to have you along this, um, makes me also feel safe because I was nervous that he was going to ask me to be that person. And I was like, I don't know if my dad and I can handle four months of this. We're great from what we can handle as father and son and dipping in the toe into work. But to this extreme right away was was going to make me too nervous, and I was so happy that um, you were excited about this opportunity. Yeah, and you know, journey is is almost an understatement. I mean, we're going through, I believe it's uh, five states in four months, six, 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 six states, states in four months. Yep. Um, uh, we're starting ten miles from the Canadian border, going all the way down to Hope, Texas, as John mentioned, which is uh, fifty miles from the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, so that's a pretty long distance. That's 20 miles a day, at least five days a week, maybe more than 20 miles a day. Um, you know, he started out a little smaller, maybe like 12 miles a day or something, which is a little more reasonable, but 20, that's unheard of. Nobody does that. So people hear what he's doing and it's, it's just like, wow, you know, there's people's jaw drops, but, uh, all these states are brand new to me. I've never been through any, through any of them. I went to Texas one time for our family reunion uh so long ago i barely remember um so it's a lot of new it's, it's a lot of new for me and there's going to be a lot of growth involved and it's really exciting um so yeah journey is almost an understatement journey is an understatement let's talk about that new idea though the new of what you're about to embark on so walking 20 miles a day is not necessarily super new because you've been training You've been pushing yourself in, in, uh, in incremental steps to get to a 20 miles a day recently. Um, and I do want to note, because this is just the coolest thing, um, my dad, and you know, numbers are just numbers, but my dad was 220. 
and he had never been under 200 pounds since playing high school football. Uh, and through, you know, dialing in his diet with the help from a nutritionist and dialing in this walking and, and some swimming along the way, dad is a lean and a looking so good, 185 pounds. And it's, it's, it's just awesome to see. Um, and I know you already feel better, but I just rem like remember at stages, you're like, I just want to get rid of this belly. I, it's just, it's always here. I just want to get rid of it. And, uh, who knew it was going to take launch and Fosh <laughs> to get rid of it. But well, uh, it, it's a great output, yes. right? It's a great output. And I wasn't looking to lose weight, but, um, the exercise right. and then the nutrition and the nutritionist work. And I'm, I'm also uh, focused on my dental health. As I retired, I, I had three goals. I wanted to take care of my health. I wanted to take care of my relationship with my wife, your mom, and I want to take care of the relationship with my mom, uh, who's not going to be around forever. So I wanted to take advantage of that time. And I think I'm getting pretty good report cards in, in all three. Uh, some people tell me that I can only be good at two of those three. And so one of the women are going to get screwed because because <laughs> I've already lost the 35 pounds and I got that benefit. Um, but I, I definitely get the A plus in my health. I, I took care of my gut health which I had problems with my digestion. My dad had problems and, and his dad before him. And so really tackling that, it took the time. It took me retiring in order to commit to it. And it's been a process, but I now have a much stronger control over my day and my gut health and my digestion and my biome. And it makes me that much healthier. And obviously it helped me with my diet. Um, my, the Invisalign I'm, I'm wearing for my teeth to try to correct my dental health. And uh, so I've committed to 18 months of, of Invisalign, which is a huge maintenance. And I've got this nutrition thing going. Um, and then I started walking like a, like a madman. And every pound that didn't need to be there just was shed without me even focusing on it. So for anybody out there that's listening, if you're, if you're focused on the, eating the right things and you're doing some healthy things, right, and you're not snacking, which I can't do with the Invisalign, if you don't snack, you eat healthy, and you're, and you're exercising, you're going to lose weight. Screw all the other diets. That, you're going to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And that's just the, the core, uh, actually, that's just the surface level of the new that you're embarking on. Correct. Um, couple things that I want to highlight. So you're going to be coming down from, again, West Hope, North Dakota to Hope, Texas. Um, and there's a camper that's going to be following you um, that your uh, good friend, um, I didn't know him super well, but we had some, uh, some camp things that around. Um, but Mr. Rindeck, Rob Rindeck is going to be kind of a manager at times. He's going to be there for 90% of it, um, driving the RV and just getting everything in order, uh, coming from an engineer background, a, a man who loves bridges. We knew he was right for the job. As a, uh, as a person who is, in, is, is currently invested into Back Pocket with another co-founder uh, co who loves bridges, when I heard that Rob Rindeck loves bridges, I was like, Rob, Declan, my dad, Andrew John, Holy smokes, there's a dynamic here. Um, we lean it. We, a reason for everything. There's a reason for everything. Um, but the newness of driving in an RV and living in tight quarters, walking 20 miles a day, what's that mindset like? What, what has been the preparation behind it? Yeah, a lot of preparation. Uh, and I think you know this from being part of sports and athletics. You know, everybody has the will to win. Uh, it's really those people that have the will to prepare to win that are going to be the champions. And, and so preparation is, is huge. Uh, real quick note on Rob. Uh, Rob is a 62 year old retired engineer. He built bridges, as Andrew said, um, loves bridges. He built them all over the world. So he understands, you know, the logistics of planning, of bringing a project to life, of organizing it, of being on the road, of being in, a, in foreign elements um, and, and excelling and being the best version of yourself. And he was just waiting for something like this to fall in his lap. And we happened to connect at some point in November as I brought this to life. And I was thinking of profiles for the right trip manager, the person that could handle the logistics and the planning. Rob came to mind. I planted the seed with him. He jumped right on. Uh, Miles fit this, this profile of I needed, um, you know, really this um, cross-generational connection and, and perspective. Um, and really to, to think about creating content in today's world, it can't be a couple old guys doing it. Um, so we, we had to surround ourselves with the right people. Miles really fit the creative end of that. And, and so those two of, will be on the trip for the four months with me. 
Uh, Rob is going to only miss a couple of weeks. Each one of them are going to be able to take a break for a couple of weeks because there's no way we're going to be crawling all, all over each other uh, for four, four straight months. We, they're going to need some breaks. I'm going to be out walking six or seven hours a day. That'll be a break in itself, you know. But um, we're, we're getting that thing set up. So we, we picked up the RV uh, yesterday. Um, Have you and, ever driven uh, an RV? That was the first time. First time. First time. Very easy. Yep. Um, don't ever be afraid of an RV. It's kind of like driving a pickup truck, driving a U-Haul. Um, you can't see out the back, so you got to look. You got to use your, your rearview mirrors. It doesn't go super fast, so you just got to be patient. Again, slow things down. Uh, but we picked it up yesterday, and we're setting up camp here in the uh, Twin Cities on Lake Elmo for a week, uh, Miles and, and myself. Rob will join us in a few days, and we're just getting used to RV life. Where does everything belong? How do we organize it? How will we set things up? How will we break things down? Uh, we're going to need to do that over the course of four months, um, 11 different RV campsites. So we're going to be anchored at a campsite for roughly two weeks at a time, and uh, we'll have a car that will drive me to where I stopped the day before so that um, I can drop off, and then I'll walk 20 miles. They'll pick me up at that spot. We got an American flag and some spray paint to mark the, the little spot that I finish every day and that I'll start the next day, and we'll leapfrog from that one um, home base um, going backwards and going forwards, uh, probably about 120 total miles, uh, six to eight days at each campsite. Um, and we'll move straight down um, the center of the country from campsite to campsite. Um, Rob helped organize all that, put that plan together. 100 miles a week is our goal. So if I walk 20 miles a day, I'll only have to walk five days a week and I can rest two days. Um, if I'm walking a little bit less than 20, I might walk the sixth day. Um, I feel very comfortable with that. I've already walked about 1,400 miles in my training over four months. Um, so 1400 miles over four months, right? And then you're going to do 1700 miles over four months, over four months. Got it. Right. So I'm, it's going to be a little more aggressive, a little more aggressive, but um, but you're on that, the cusp, but I'm there yes. and, and really I took the last month to kind of recover and, and dial things back. I could have easily hit the 1700 mile mark in June if I would have continued on my pace that I had in April and, and May. Uh, but I feel really good to, um, to be able to get this started and, um, and committed to it. And Rob has got that magic, right? He's got that, he's got that special touch of organization that is going to be uh, really instrumental for us. So now I forgot the question that you asked me as I went to that back spot. Yeah. No, I mean, we're just, we're diving into new things. Yeah. So we have, so you have someone to take care of the logistics of right. it. Huge, huge way to lift it off your shoulders. Right. Um, but the, the newness of being out in the middle of the country, taking an RV, walking 20 miles a day, you know, there are, so, there, there are new nuances to it, but you are, um, preparing to win. You are taking that. You are trying to put yourself in these situations as many times as possible to see how your body reacts, to see how your, um, phys uh, your mindset reacts. Um, you guys drove down, um, from West Hope, North Dakota to Hope, Texas. We did a scouting trip, a uh, scouting trip, a recon trip in or uh, beginning of June. Um, yourself, miles, Rob for parts of it. And then our, my other cousin, Keith, um, your cousin, my second cousin, but you know, he's, he's family. Um, just to visualize what's what you're about to embark on. So you're not seeing everything for the first time. Right. We had several goals with that trip. It was a seven-day trip. Um, one, we wanted to spend one day in West Hope so we could we knew what our home base was going to be like and, and really get to meet the people there. Uh, we accomplished that, checked that. Uh, we wanted to make sure the path all the way from north to south was safe. Um, we rerouted and added about 80 miles um, because we drove and we found where there were areas that were just not safe for me to walk and we were going to do a lot of the back roads. I'm, I'm going to be on basically town and county roads. Most of them are gravel or dirt or stone um, and um, they're, they're off the main, the main highways. Um, so uh, I don't have to worry about traffic and I don't have to worry about the shoulder length and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we, we wanted to make sure that that was part of our scouting trip and we checked the box and we accomplished that and did, did a really good job with that. We wanted to make sure that Miles um, and Keith had time to spend together with the equipment because some of the equipment, camera equipment, and Miles' musician uh, was going to be unfamiliar to him. So uh, using a drone and using um, all of the different camera equipment, we were able to accomplish that and really get some great footage and do some practice with that. Uh, we wanted to come together as a team. And Rob and Miles and myself will be crawling all each over in an RV. We did it for six days uh, out of hotel rooms and a car. And um, it tested us. I mean, it was just enough. And I, I think I pushed a few buttons purposely to make sure that it tested us because <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we took advantage of the time together and we grew and that we weren't just saying, hey, we got rosy colored glasses on and everything's going to be great. It is not easy to come together as a team with a vision and try to accomplish that and try to move that forward um, and do it at the pace of walking. So it was critical to have that driving trip to really get that message across. There were times when Rob would say, no, man, you're going to add a six and a half miles by going that way and you should go down this path. 
And I said, I can't walk down that road. That, that's going to scare the absolute bejesus out of me. You can walk down it if you want, but I'm going this way. And so let's take the extra six and a half miles because I know my heart's going to be safer. I'm going to be safer. And I'm going to connect with the right towns and the right people. So it was a great message. Let's slow down. It's not always the shorter route. Sometimes it's a longer route. What I do know is it's an uncommon route, but it is common ground. And all we're doing is seeking common humanity to share that and share a handshake, a, a, a eye connection, a smile, uh, a conversation, and, um, and feel better about that connection. So there's nothing uncommon about that, even though there was a lot of newness and a lot of things that were uncommon to what we're trying to do. Oh, it's incredible. And I'm going to say that again, because I really want to resonate walking an uncommon path to find common ground. And that, that concept is being replicated in all facets of this journey. You are doing something uncommon internally. The people that you've surrounded yourself with on this journey are doing something that uncommon that you, you as a group need to find common ground to make this successful and to, to truly capture it just within the team, just within the team. And then you, and then if, if that works, it will get scaled out. You know, it starts, it, it starts internally from each person. Then the three people come together and uh, then Lauren, Declan, myself, we find that common ground. We maneuver our way into it. And then, you know, that one-to-one -one continues to grow. Uh, you walked down this this um, this path, or you drove down this path in the beginning of June, and you started making connections already. There are there's some people that reached out to you, and you're you're in small town newspapers, um, which is awesome. Like that, that's the one to one. Those are the people that are grabbing a newspaper, and they're going to read it, they're going to feel it, they're going to touch it, they're going to understand what you're after. And then Declan, my, Lauren, and myself's job is to slowly replicate that not blast it everywhere not just uh, suffocate people with this concept but i go at it with a walking pace slowly trickle out the information so people understand what's going on um this podcast is being released on tuesday today july 5th my dad started walking um or july 6th correct tuesday's the sixth the sixth my dad's going to start walking on sunday july 4th um in doing so there's a couple things that we're going to be launching a website x y and z like there's so many things that go into this, but to do this on the 4th of July and to wrap it up with the loose goal of October 15th, your birthday, one year from the time you retired from the restaurant industry. Uh, I mean, just, I, I know I'm just like kind of circling wagon, but it's all just like, it all just rushes into me at times. And I'm like, holy smokes, this is what's, this is what you're after for the next four months. Um, I could keep talking for hours. Yeah, and, 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 it's, and, and to, to, to be able to manage the anxiety or some of the fear that comes along with newness or this uncommon path and, you know, mystery, um, you just have to really anchor in on focusing on what you can control and staying in the moment. And, and, and fear is really going to exist if I start thinking about what could happen if I do this. And a lot of people have tried to get me to think about those things because they feel like I'm not being thorough enough. I'm focused on a mindset. A mindset will get me through all those things that could happen, that will happen, but I don't know when and I don't know how, so I can't worry about that because I can't control it. What I can do is focus on my mindset. How am I going to handle it when it does happen? When we get hit with a tornado warning and I'm on the road and In the middle of Oklahoma. And, and, there's, and there's no way for my team to get a hold of me, all right, what's my mindset going to be in order to take care of myself, to take care of that situation. It's, that to me is a lot, if I can work on that and I can be strong there, I'm not gonna panic when it happens and we're going to have a plan. And we have built in a couple of you know, things that can help us during those types of situations, but the, the key is gonna be how I handle it. And it's kind of the bracelet that we're wearing, the band that we're wearing right now. Andy's wearing it, Miles is wearing it, uh, I'm wearing it. 10% uh, of life is what happens to you, 90% is how you handle it, how you react to it. That's a mindset. That's an attitude. That's what I'm focused on right now to handle all the newness, to handle all the stuff that I don't know exactly how it's going to manifest. I'm not worried about it because I can't control it. And just worrying about it now is just going to be unproductive energy. So let's continue to focus on the mindset. Me focusing on my gut nutritional health, that's the core of my body, right? We have this temple that we're given, this gift that we're given when we're born. And then you think about all the things you put in it, all the things you feed it over the years. I, I fed it a lot of bad things over the years, things that tasted great, things that made me feel great at the time, but hurt me later on. So I'm cleaning that up and I'm getting a better core. It, I use that as an, uh, an analogy for everything that we're doing. 
core is the key. We're going to the core of the country, the center of the country, right? And when the core is healthy, everything else is healthy. And when we're connecting with the core and we're appreciating the core, everything else can trickle out from there. So it's all got a metaphor. They all do connect. Uh, my dental health is the core of my spine, right? Your spine is only healthy if, you're, if, you're, uh, if your dental health is healthy. Uh, they're all connected. You got to attack the core and, and manage and, and, let the, and let the core recover. So that's a mindset. That's an attitude. That's how we're going to all handle all this adversity that we're gonna, that's going to be thrown at, at us because of the unknown, because we just don't know. Um, we're going to prepare as much as we can. The scouting trip was huge. The physical conditioning was huge. Um, all of the procurement that we've had to make sure we have the right tools. Um, we feel like we're in good shape for that. There's a place for everything in our RV. There's an organization to it. The process of moving down the country to walk, like you mentioned earlier, is going to be just as important to document as the message that we uncover. Because if we're not productive, the three of us, and we're not healthy, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, we're not going to do a good job connecting with people. I knew that. I, I, I've, got, I've gained that from the restaurant industry. Every time you went into work in the restaurant industry and you were having a bad day, you got out of the wrong, bed on the wrong side, whatever it might be, you could not execute at a high level the way you were supposed to when you're connecting with people. You just couldn't. You could fake it, but it was going to be, a, there was a huge difference. But if you were the best version of yourself, we hear that buzz phrase, catchphrase all over the place, but it's true. It starts with physical and then the emotional and the mental and the spiritual are all balanced with it. You got a shot at handling anything that's thrown at you if you're balanced, right? I'm a Libra, October 15th birthday. Uh, our, my, 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 our, 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 uh, our uh, sign is the scales, right? It's all about balance. And that's what I'm going to continue to seek, not just for this event, but for my life, for my family, uh, and for what might, this might accomplish, what this might bring, what this might bring to life. Um, that's, that's the exciting part. Oh, yes, it is. The balance of finding order within chaos, the yin to your yang. It's, uh, it is going to be a constant evolution. And Miles, you're also going into something new here. Um, like my dad mentioned, and we've kind of circled already, your, your background is music. And you've been able to utilize that a little bit in um, the video creations of what we're what we've already done. Um, now you're going to be capturing more audio, more one-to-one -one listening pieces, uh, video content, capturing a full story. Is there anything that you want to share, document now that you're going to be stoked to hear when you listen to at the end of this uh, journey? You can like just the idea of attempting something new for the first time. Yeah, well, I've sort of had a crash course the last couple months and. In using cameras and filming and create and video editing, um, your younger brother Madge Matthew uh, has lent me a lot of gear and given me a lot of tips on on how to take the right shots and the rule of thirds and shout things out like to that. Madge. Yes. Shout out to Madge. Um, you know my friend Tyler back home, Tyler Young. He's he's also been kind of giving me a crash course, lent me a lot of gear, uh, helping me with just notes and what kind of shots I should be getting. Hey, um, Tyler's already made a great impact on our. You know, helping you with that first video that we're going to be launching through our website and then through social media. Tyler was huge and instrumental with you to put that together. So shout out to Tyler as well. Again, another little piece, another little trickle, a great action that's going to help very much help us, uh, you know, bring this message to life. Yeah, he taught me how to use this program, DaVinci Resolve, uh, which is like a, the indie standard, I guess, for for film editing. So anyway, he's been pretty crucial. I've been talking to you and Declan. Um, Declan's been giving me a lot of tips, telling me how to get maybe focus on uh, having John be the focus and focus him on the bottom left third side of the camera. Um, yeah, so, you know, at Chico State where I went to school, I did a lot of uh, audio for video. So now I get to try the video end, which is really cool. Um, yeah, what was the initial question well, that, again? Uh, yeah, you're, you're starting to unpack the newness of what you're venturing on and how you're already listening and learning from others around you. And I'm just like, we're, we're all attacking this from a unique angle of like, this is the, the start of the journey and you're, and you're documenting where your mental state is of like, Oh shit, this is what I'm about to be doing. This is what I've done to prep. And, and I'm hoping to grow in these areas. And it's, I just love these podcasts so much because you're going to listen, whether it's at the end of this or three years from now and be like, oh my God, this was my perspective before that. I had no idea what I was getting into. 
I'm like what I'm saying right now. None of this actually happened. It went a completely different direction, and it couldn't have been any cooler. Yeah, like, that, that's why I love the art of podcasting. Yeah, it, it was a lot more stressful at first procuring the gear and like learning some new skills. Now that we're on the road, it's it's kind of a breath of fresh air, and uh, to just be doing it, be doing what we set out to do. Um, we're starting to put all the preparation into action. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome, and uh, you know. We can wrap this up here in probably, I'd say, like 10-ish minutes. I do want to plug a couple things before we get to the end. So the website should be launched. If you want to go find what's happening um, throughout this walk, you can uh, go to fourhoursharedhumanity.org. And um, most of the website is built out. I'd say it's like 90% there. There's a couple additive pieces that we're slowly going to launch out. My dad's working on the charity itself and the donation page. So stay tuned on that. No timeline. We're moving at a walking pace. But there will be a donation spot um, and more um, information regarding that if you want to touch on that, dad, of why you're going to – what your donation would make an impact on. Um and then follow along on the social pages because that's going to be Lauren's main job, and Deck and I are going to help along help out along with that um, on Instagram for our shared humanity and Facebook and LinkedIn will be the main sources there. Um, documenting the journey is going to be a really cool um, artistic approach on my end, and seeing how we can shape this voice. Uh, but the the actual walk itself. Uh, is just the start and that's what's like the craziest thing is it feels like we've been at it now for eight months but it, we're now here and we're it's thursday or no it's tuesday leading up to the the sunday launch yeah you know the, the walk is is a great it's a 120 day challenge we're not doing it for time but you know i rented the rv for 120 days so that sort of is our parameter you know uh, we can obviously always extend that if we had to but it's a challenge and and what I wanted to make sure is that there was something that it w- helped leverage or be a springboard for in the future. I could have walked the Appalachian Trail or the Pacific Coast Trail 120 days and did the hiking by myself. And I could have probably, um, you know, accomplished a lot for myself personally and my soul and spiritually. Uh, but who else was going to connect with that, really pay attention to that, and or how was I going to use that to leverage in the future? So instead of doing it like normal persons would have just gone to a, a trail, a common path, let's say, and, and taken that path and hiked it, a path that has been hiked before. We're taking that uncommon approach and we're going to walk amongst the population, amongst the center, and, and this walk to the middle to find common ground has really grown into a, a great theme for us. Um, for our shared humanity is the charity um, that is going to bring this content to life and the message and the campaign around walking to the middle to find common ground. And so um, what I would love for all of you guys that are listening and those that you want to share this story with to let it trickle out, Ubuntu, um, is follow us. Check us out. If it seems interesting, if, this, if it seems like what we're unearthing and the message that we're uncovering and bringing to life is, is powerful for you, then you can continue to get more involved and we'll allow you to do that. You can come walk with me for sure, uh, but there'll be opportunities to donate. We're not going to take donations right away. I want to take that slow and I want you first to follow us and see what we're all about. Your donation will eventually help Fosh bring that content to life through a documentary, through a book, through um, uh, educational uh, library of content that we're going to take on a public um, campaign um, across the country. We're going to start regionally um, and then scale that to be able to bring this message to life in the grade schools, the high schools, and the colleges. That those generations around why it's so important to focus on being, um, you know, com- focusing on commonalities instead of differences, and why we're stronger being indivisible. That's our pledge as a nation. Than we are being divided, and um, we forget that a lot. And people think that there's no way to change it. I don't think this is going to change it. What I do think it's going to affect it in a positive way and it's going to help it grow. And that division is going to become smaller and we're going to build some bridges. And uh, that goes, conversations are going to help build some bridges and that visibility that we're going to, the content we're going to bring to, to life is going to build some bridges. And once you walk across a couple of those bridges with us, and then if it inspires you and you want to help us continue to, to keep that message going, um, there'll be plenty of opportunities for, for you to get involved. Yeah, we, uh, we love bridges here at the Back Pocket Corp. And I want to also make note and let our listeners know that my dad was very fearful of bridges prior to November-ish, like 
walking across them, especially high traffic bridges. From being uh, the the elevation, we were down at we uh, one of our vacation spots that we go to from time to time, Hilton Head Island. There's a huge bridge that goes right off the coast of South Carolina of the island, and my dad walked 15 miles, or probably it was eight miles to get there, and then right back. But like he sent the video, and this was one of the many that he sent. It's like I'm walking across this high traffic bridge, and my heart is pounding. Um, and now you're using that literal steps and walking across that challenge of uncomfortability across it and you're building figurative bridges throughout. Um, it's incredible. There's so many analogies that we could walk down and compare to different things that you're, you're personally working on that you're trying to bring to FOSH um, in every single aspect. Uh, one area that I want to touch on that will be really cool to document right now is an average quality of the FOSH organization or maybe the walk per se. But I would love to hear from you, Dad. What is an average quality of FOSH? What is something that you think you don't have a great uh, tactical approach behind it? You don't have a great interpersonal skill behind it yet, and you're very excited for it to grow. I would say our, 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 our biggest average quality right now is defining what the exact message is going to be. A lot of people want something concrete right now. Well, what do you mean about humanity? What do you mean about sharing humanity? They, they want something more concrete and we're struggling and we're very average at defining that right now. Some of it is on purpose because I believe that if I define it now, I'm going to go into this with a preconceived idea of what it should be and where it should go. And then that's what I'm going to be looking for only. And I really want to have an open mind and open heart so that the voice can be opened. Um, and so we're, it's, it, we're, it's, we're average at explaining exactly what we mean by our shared humanity. And I know that that's going to be frustrating to some people. I'm hoping that they will just, I'm hoping anybody that's out there that's listening and saying, man, that's such a high 30,000 foot look at things. And what can you really do with that? And how is that really going to change anything? Or what that, what's that really, how's that going to manifest? Just trust it. Trust that if we slow things down to a walking pace, if we have chance to connect with people at eye level, on foot, to have a conversation, and you focus on what you have in common, good things are gonna come out of that. The definition is going to come very clear and uh, trust that process. Um, so you can help us get over that average quality. Yes, that is awesome. Documenting that and hearing how that's gonna grow is gonna be incredible. And Miles, I'd love to ask you the next question. So these are back pocket core questions. The next one is, um, what's in your back pocket? What is in Fosh's back pocket? And the perspective to look at this is when pressure becomes stress, and anxiety's rising, Fosh, the, you group, this group of three during the walk, they're gonna re resort to these type of things to overcome it. It could be a personal skill that you're gonna use to overcome these situations, or it could be something that you've already picked up on between the three of you uh, going on this walk. Uh, yeah, I think what's in our back pocket is probably the ability to create humor out of some of, some of these things that are a little more stressful um, or just just humor in general, you know, in, in the heat of the moment. Um, Rob is a storyteller. He's got stories on stories. Um, John, I feel like every time that we get into a situation that's a little question. Peculiar. Yeah. Yeah. Peculiar. You know, you crack. You, Tense and nervous. Yeah. You're just, you're cracking a joke or you're, you're making me smile from ear to ear. Uh, and it's just like it mellows out the situation and uh, that's happened a number of times so far. Yes. And Let's not take ourselves too seriously. Amen later. to that. Yeah. Yes. I need to smile more. You know that. And so laughter and humor, I'm glad that's, that's, that you picked up on that. That's a, that's a huge thing for us to take advantage of. Right. Don't take yourselves too seriously. Take a step back and appreciate what you're doing and laugh at yourself at times when you do fall on your face because there's going to be times where that's going to come about. Um, those are two of the back pocket core questions. The final one I think that we could wrap up on, um, and I would love to hear from both of you, um, John and Miles, what is something that you've learned um, from the last four months of preparation? Um, and what is something that you've learned today while you're here in Minneapolis prepping, for, uh, you're at the campsite, you're getting things in order. I, we have Carol, my mom, jotting around, jogging around, getting things in order, getting her ducks in a row. What's something that you've learned from these four walks for, for these four months and also today uh, while prepping for the launch? 
I'll, uh, I'll take a shot at what, what, what I've learned, um, this whole work on my biome and, and my gut health. Um, I don't need sugar. I don't need sugar. I don't need any type of processed sugar. I have not really had anything more than a gram or two of sugar in any one sitting. Um, I've been so conscious of it, and that's been my, my biggest part of my, my gut health is digesting sugar. So I, that, that's been a main focus, um, and I don't crave it anymore. What I've learned is I don't need, I don't need it. Um, water is my drink of choice, and I sometimes put um, a nun, uh, shout out to a sponsor, uh, tablet in it for a little bit of extra hydration, um, but it's water, and I don't need anything else. I don't need the sugar in it. I don't need the dessert. I don't need you know, processed sugar. So I didn't think that was possible because I have this incredible sweet tooth, and I'm such a huge appreciation for ending a meal with a small bite of something very sweet. I don't need it anymore. I can do it. I can, I can get that same sensation in other ways and other foods and so forth. So that's definitely something I've learned about myself. Yes, that's awesome. And then what have you learned today um, as you, I know, I mean, it's mid-afternoon, but we're here in Minneapolis a few days prior to starting the walk. What have you learned today? It's in, super important when you pull an RV into your campsite, and you're going to be camping there for a few days, make sure you are on absolute level ground. Because everything inside is going to tilt. So I'm making eggs this morning and the pan is on a little bit of a tilt because the, <laughs> because the tires were not even. And I'm, I'm making eggs on one side of the pan. I can't use the entire side of the pan, you know, because it's naturally flowing to that. So you got to make sure that every detail is thought about when you're putting a campsite together. And, um, and, and that home base, the foundation that you're going to have for that period of time in order for it to be super productive, it just has to be done right the first time. Miles and I continually say, take our time slow it down, let's think about walking, and let's try to do it right the first time and avoid all the rework that comes because you go fast and then you have to go back and you have to correct something that you just did wrong incorrectly. So every little nuance, and, and we learned that today as we're setting up the camp and getting all of the, you know, the pieces in place. Sweet. And Miles, what have you learned throughout the last four months? Yeah, I've learned um, that humanity is generally good uh, we've been through, we drove through at least 75 towns and a lot of small towns, uh, and everybody was nice. Everybody was welcoming there. You know, nobody was. It's amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Humanity is just generally good. And it's, it's reassuring because it's been, a the last couple of years in the U S you know, have been, there's been some divide and everything that's I, I was coming, reassured at, coming at you with, feels like it's different yeah. than, 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 you know, common. It feels like it's it's a struggle and uh, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. So when you meet these people face to face, it's just people in general. It's, it's reassuring. Um, and what I learned today, uh, I need GPS. I need GPS when I'm somewhere new, you know, yes. at least for the first week. Uh, Miles got lost walking. He got lost driving and probably something else. But and it was, a, it, it was a straight road. <laughs> All I had to do was go straight from the RV site to target. <laughs> And I got lost. <laughs> you took a you took a left. You got curious. What's over here? <laughs> and that's what he does. He does. He gets curious and he takes a little left and then he forgets that he took the left and then he has to come back that way. Right. And that's what we're we're talking about. Just every step is you gotta backtrack as as well. And uh it's um you get from A to B, you gotta go back to B sometimes, you gotta go back to A. You got you just gotta know the route. Yes. Right on. Well, uh that's an hour long podcast right there documenting where we are at with for our shared humanity documenting what's come of so far from uh, from my dad retiring in October to today um, to him visualizing this 10 years ago um, to, to start that conversation in that regard was really awesome. And that's why I want to um, give the full perspective to our listeners of like your your mindset has been this is not just like a snap thing. Snap your fingers. Now it's go time type thing. This has been on your foresight for a long time and to be on the cusp of it, to document it here on the back pocket. I mean, you said verbatim several times, Andrew, we're doing a podcast before I leave. I just want to document it. I'm so proud of what you've been able to do, and I want my voice stamped inside the corp. Um, yeah, this is, this. this is really the first public medium that I have shared this message on, and I have been waiting and wanting to save it to talk with you. Uh, and a shout out to Declan. No, he's not here, but uh, no, he's a powerful, um, you know, part of this partnership and, and, and the Back Pocket Productions. Um, but I've wanted to share this message through you and your eyes and your heart and to your audience, uh, which is, in my opinion, um, really the, our future. 
your audience is our future. Uh, and a quick shout out, we got we got a shout out to Lauren. Lauren is um, is t willing to take on um, the uh, remote intern position for for, for our shared humanity. She's going to be um, based here in the Twin Cities working with Back Pocket, but she's going to handle a ton. She already has handled a ton and is instrumental, instrumental in putting this together. And here is a college student who has no time to be involved in something like this. And she dove in headfirst and said, not only do I believe in what you're doing, um, but I think I have something to add, and I think I have a talent that can make and shape and polish this, uh, this, this act, the actual end product. And she is absolutely right. So, Lauren, thank you very much. And then, Carol, your mom, your aunt, my wife. Um, she's amazing. <laughs> and I can't believe I'm going to be away from her for four months, but... Uh, She's actually going to join us for two weeks. She's going to she's going to relieve Rob at the end of August, and she's going to be the the trip manager for two weeks. And so, Miles, we got to get our ass in gear because Rob's going to be easy compared to when Carol gets there. But uh, <laughs> all right, now that I got my I got my sense back, um, Carol is awesome, and she just stepped right in. I first shared this with her, and I didn't know how she was going to react. I actually put a little PowerPoint together. To, to, to give this message and to show her visually what I was trying to bring together because I knew she was going to want something visually. And I didn't know how she was going to react. This was back in December. She looked at me and she said, you have to do this, John. You have to do this. And then we were able to bring it to life starting in January. And to get to this point now, the emotions are overrunning. And uh, I love that type of emotion that I know I can control and I can use to my benefit, but it is powerful. And I'm really appreciative of having somebody like Carol to uh, be able to go home to every single day and have as an anchor and, and, um, and, and, a, and a powerful force. So for all the listeners out there, you know, Carol, you know how powerful she is. Um, she has just stepped up big time to help support this in so many ways. We love you, mom. Thank you. you. Thank you. Love you, Carol. We are excited to follow along this journey and to continue it on. Um, that's a wrap from what we're doing today, but head to For Our Shared Humanity across all social platforms and foroursharedhumanity.org to get on the uh, on track with what's happening. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Andrew. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. That's a wrap. Cheers. Seeing double. Tell the whole squad out the back door, man, I think it's time to huddle. Yeah, we're in trouble Wrote a pop song, tried to pop off But I think we popped the bubble And we run around but now I know we're tired Of the nonsense All the things we can't control Really, really messes with a healthy mindset Are we there yet? Or is this just how it goes? So you wanna play the pop games Said you never, never will change But I don't Said it always goes the same way, but I don't believe you. No, I don't, no, I don't. Triple coverage. Had it mapped out, but you spaced out, man, you didn't see it coming. Yeah. Hold my luggage. About to fly up, holding my cup, looking down and seeing nothing. And we run around, but now I know we're tired of the nonsense. Are we there yet? Or is this just how it goes? So you wanna play the pop game? Said you never, never will change, but I don't believe you. No, I don't. So you wanna play the pop game? Said it always goes the same way, but I don't believe you. No, I don't, no, I don't. So you wanna play the pop game? Said you never, never will change, but I don't believe you. Say it always does the same